0: Do you know what, James? A wise man once said, And I wonder, when I sing along with you, if everything could ever be this real forever. And do you know who that musical genius was? It was Dave Grohl. The latest pop culture news. With your hosts, James and Matt.
1: Welcome to
2: This Week in Metropolis. Good evening and welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. And for those of you that are kindly joining us live this evening, you'll notice that we're joined by not one, but two guests this evening. uh, The lead frontman and the drummer of the UK Foo Fighters. We've got Jay. Wave to us, Jay. Uh, for the listeners, um, you, you won't know that's uh, Jay waving because you're listening. But we've also got Ollie with us as well. Welcome to you both. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Hello.
3: Hello. Oh. How are we? Good evening. Very,
2: good. very well. Very well, Jason. I was genuinely
0: excited. And not, not, not excited for other episodes. Um, but I think having, we spoke a bit before on the show, but Foo Fighters have been such a part of my musical uh life as such it was sort of it's it's like, like having superstars on the show i'll be honest not just it is it's, it's a funny it's sensation a
2: weird i feel like i'm i've yes. got nerves actually tonight for the first time in a long time which is really weird and even i think when i reached out to, to you jay and said like we'd love to have you on the show and you said I'll, I'll, I'll check you guys out and then I'll get back to you. It was like, oh, I feel like we're being vetted being here to see whether we Please we're... like us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, absolute pleasure to have you both on the show. So, I mean, obviously, everyone knows who the Foo Fighters are. Um, and if you don't, where have you been uh, for the last, what, so, how yeah. many years are they now, Matt? It's your line, um, 18 years.
1: Yeah, where have you been?
2: <laughs> You but, but, but you guys, I mean, fr- from what I've researched, um, I want to say you kind of started as a band back in 2007, was it? Was it as Speedster?
1: Speedster was the cover band that I started in 2004.
2: 2004, oh, wow.
1: That, that became a Foo Fighters tribute band. but Yeah. <clears throat> not through any kind of planning.
2: Yeah. Was it just that that was what kind of took off a bit, and people were were requesting requesting you to do more food stuff?
1: Yeah, we had we had a couple in the in the in the set, and people wanted more, and it really only happened because I was approached by a a festival promoter who said, "Will you come and headline our our festival?" And I said, "Great, what do you want us to play?" And they said, "What do you mean? (laughs) I as tribute band." Everyone's talking about you, and that's kind of how it started.
0: What was your first um, interaction, as well, or not interaction, what was the first time you, you heard the food Fighters, or, or to have, you know, discovered the food Fighters as such?
3: I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to, this is my, like, radio answer, because <laughs> I have to really job, like, I, I'm not sure if there was, like, a profound, like, You know, I used to watch MTV when I was a kid, like obsessively, as as like most people did. And it was probably like the My Hero music video, Hmm. or maybe the Everlong music video, or something. When I was like, I don't know, seven or something. That I was kind of like, I used to just listen. I was going
0: to say that that makes me feel incredibly old. (laughs) uh, You saying that, if I'm honest.
3: (laughs) Um, But then probably like. You, you, you. <laughs> when um, it was probably when like Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace came out, and I heard Pretender and you know Long Road to Ruin and songs like that, where I was like, okay, this is like a band that I would now class as one that I like enjoy listening to, and I would class myself like a fan of rather than just you know being aware of them existing as a band, which I did before that, and then have since like, of course as you do, if you find a new band, you go on the back burner and you listen to mm. every album they have ever done and all that kind of obsessive, like post look at everything. And then from that point, it was just like, well, every time they release new music now, even outside of being in our band is like an exciting thing because it's like music that you want to hear and it's mm. music from a band that obviously like, same for you guys, means a lot and
0: mm. You, yeah, you feel part of it, I guess. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. you kind of grow up with it and, you know, you remember parts of your life where certain albums came out and certain songs and what you were doing when you first heard it and stuff. Like, I heard the new song today, Driving On The Way Here, um, that they put out today. And it mm. took me, like, the entire journey here to get through it. <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. so long. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: What What was yours, Jay, then? Your your first experience? Oh,
2: look good for your age jay it was
1: um it was actually around it was like late 97 early 98 a guy i was working with actually gave me a cd he said you should listen to this and it was actually a copy of the color and the shape and um, he gave it to me and I, I went home and I listened to it. It was the first time I've really heard the word Foo Fighters because I don't know why I was, I was in America in um, the early nineties um, and I was aware obviously of the end of Nirvana, but I, I didn't really take any interest in what happened after that. So it was 97 before I really heard the name Foo Fighters. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I loved it. And I guess there was only one other album before that, which I obviously got. Um, and then this guy who gave me the CD, guy called Tracy. He was from America, but I worked with him in the UK. Uh, we went to see the Foo Fighters together. It was almost like it had to be him. You know, he gave me the CD. And we saw them play in Manchester on the One by One tour. Wow. In... 2000 2001 Probably, so. Yeah. so yeah that's where the mm. the fanship started for sure
2: I I, th- I think for me you know similar to Ollie actually growing up when when I started getting into rock music and new metal and all them sort of um, kind of genres of music I remember watching on kind of MTV and Kerrang and learn to fly because I just remember that video kind of just made me laugh my tits off as well so yeah. I think that was the one that kind of stood out to me from an early, you know, an earlier age. And then, and the, but then since then, it's just literally been album after album. I, they're one of the few bands that I think have have gone through so many kind of, not, I don't I wouldn't say they've changed their style up dramatically, but every album they always deliver. And I feel like there's other bands where, you know, the first album's amazing and then the second one's a little bit ropey and then they try and tweak things a little bit. I just think the foes have always been consistently amazing. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Matt, but
0: mm. yeah, definitely. And they're consistent, I think, is the right word. And they just stick to their lane, and I think mm. they do them, don't they? Which is the the good thing about them. Um, mm. my my just share my first memory of them. I was a huge, I am a huge Nirvana fan, and sort of my, my favorite band in in the whole world, and after nirvana and there was a bit of a void you didn't really sort of hear a lot mm. and then i remember here it was there was a late night tv show called noisy mothers in the in the early 90s or mid 90s it was like a late night heavy metal rock show and they played this video of dave Grohl at a university doing this gig like this one-off gig and i remember seeing it like oh God, it's Dave Grohl. Like, because you, you know, at the time, you didn't. He did a B-side on one of the um, Nirvana songs, but often that drummers don't often transition to do more uh, uh, as such uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then sort of like from that moment when they released, or oh, he released the the first album, there it's like, wow, it's it's, it's Dave Grohl, and you realise like going from. One of the most incredible drummers in the world to
2: being this front man—it's like
0: mm. that's special. They're definitely very, very special. Yeah,
2: really, yeah. And I, I yeah. love—I love that he still mixes it up. I mean, that you know, even not that long ago, I know he—he he would kind of switch it up on stage, and he'd go and play the drums for a bit, and Taylor would go and do a bit of vocals. Which he's done Bohemian Rhapsody a few times mm. and Under Pressure, yeah. and some he'd of them. Yeah, and and just brilliant. I love how he's he's such a he he is he is a bit of a magician really when it comes to uh, music. But for, for you guys, uh, again from the research I've done, was it kind of 2013 when it all started to grow a bit bigger than than um, I don't know whether you guys ever felt it was going to get as big as what it has. But kind of the O2 Academy um, venues and things like that, you you kind of started touring a bit further afield in the UK.
1: Yeah, um, it was uh, a guy who sent a scout to a show that we were doing, and unbeknown to me, and uh, that that following week, he got in touch and said, um, "I've got a good contact with um, the O2 Academy Group, and I'd like to put you put you forward for an O2 Academy tour." And right. You know, we've done it ever since twenty thirteen.
2: Mm. Uh, was it? Was that a bit of a pinch me moment, Jay?
1: Oh. Completely. I mean, up, up to that point, we were still really probably a you know just a small tribute band. We were mm. turning up at venues in three or four cars, you know, that sort of stuff. um And once we got offered of that, it was like, right, we need a tour bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? And it ain't going to be a transit van. Yeah.
0: You and know? you have a really cool van, from what I've seen in the videos as well. Yeah.
1: Well, I've, I've messed around with classic cars all my life and I've always been into American um, muscle cars and and I knew that when, when Nirvana went on tour for the first time, they went on tour in a Dodge Ram van and when Dave and the Foo Fighters went on tour, they went on tour in a Dodge Ram van. So I said, it's got to be a Dodge Ram van. It's got to be a Dodge Ram van, yeah. Uh, How is
0: that for e- economy though? I can't imagine that uh, is that kind <laughs> on your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about that. It'd be, <laughs>
2: if
1: no whiskey, it'd be cheaper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it all kind of took off from there then. And, you know, even a year later, 2014, that's when we, we get to Brighton. And I watched this video. I mean, I'll, I'll just paint around so I'll jump a bit ahead here because 2017 the BBC done a a kind of mini documentary didn't they um which which I know you was kind of interviewed on and and added your part to and it was about you being called up on stage at Brighton were were they doing like a warm-up gig weren't they I think um for, for a bigger a bigger show they were doing and he called you up on stage to to basically sing with him. And, and the video, I mean, for the viewers, for the listeners, if you haven't seen this, go and check it out. It is, it's about 15 minutes long, this documentary, but it is incredible. Just that moment, I mean, we all dream of meeting our heroes, but that, oh, my God. Even I, I literally had goosebumps when I'm watching it, thinking that must have felt incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, what can I say? It still feels like it was... A few weeks ago mm. yeah, nearly 10 years ago yeah. 10 years next year um,
0: yeah.
1: and I, I guess there's a couple of things to say really, the first one is that the video that I would encourage people to watch is the, the actual clip of what happened at Brighton um, if you go on ukfoofighters.co.uk and click on holy shits which is their pseudonym yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll find the video that the world's press shared, so it's had like a hundred odd thousand views. Um, and that's everything that happened, you know, from yeah. start to finish. Whereas the documentary only shows a few clips, yeah. Um, the second thing to say really is I used to dream, I literally would wake up having had dreams where I met Dave and I'd say to Dave, Come on, Dave, get me on stage. Let me sing a song or something. And and I used to wake him and go, God, another dream about that. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, Around around those times of having dreams and stuff, I was reading his biography. And I didn't know he was, at that point, I didn't know his history. I didn't read about him. So I didn't know that he was, he grew up in Virginia. Um, Mm -hmm. I was born in West Virginia, you know, I was born like 75 miles from where he grew up and all this type Crazy. of stuff. And at Brighton, it was really weird, actually, because I remember we were outside when we were hoping to meet all of them and we were hoping to go into the um, backstage area and, you know, get to hang out with them and stuff. So because that didn't happen, because the World's Press were there and yeah. There was no time to kind of get us in i kind of entered the gig a little bit dejected thinking oh i haven't met them you know bloody hell! Yeah. and like two songs in he starts saying um hey well, there's a bit of pressure tonight that england's prepared yeah. for his tribute banner in the house where are you you know and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, is it
0: me <laughs> I was yeah. just happy
1: that he, I've never heard him speak about tribute band and I was just happy at the idea that he was happy to like give us a shout
0: out
1: mm. I never knew that three or four songs later he, he was gonna like put me on the spot and what I, went through
0: your he, mind when he said come up like what, what was you thinking at that moment
3: I know what you're thinking <laughs> Please be a song that we play ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Please let me know the
2: words. I do not like
3: gimme stitches. You've been like, no, <laughs> I'll
1: just
0: mind. Stitches. Sorry, mate. Yeah,
2: <laughs> You take this one, Dave.
1: You know what? Well, I, I didn't really. I don't know. I think my mind was blank. In fact, there were my mind was blank. I was like excited. But the bit I tell some people, which I'll tell you, is. I was chewing gum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if my mind, if I'd gone into overload and like thinking, I'm chewing gum. I'm like <laughs> really chewing gum now because holy shit, I'm walking towards the stage, and I broke one of my teeth in the mouth. Oh my
2: god! Suddenly,
1: <laughs> from chewing gum, it's like a, I'm like, what is that? So just before I got on stage, you can't see it, but just before I got on stage. I spit into my hand, and there's like three pieces of tooth, oh and I swallow four. <laughs> that's rock and roll. And I get on stage, <laughs> and I can feel you know, like, when you lose a bit of tooth, it feels oh. like the whole tooth. My tongue's yeah. going. Where's my tooth? Gone? <laughs> and I'm getting on stage, hung in Dave, and I suddenly having to sing a song, uh, which I didn't even know which song it was going to be.
2: <laughs> that's mental. Incredible. That is mental. <laughs> Hey, and and yeah. was it like on stage
1: and said Oh, the, the, oh the, the so free...
0: Dave, I've done something
2: to my tooth, you know. Can yeah. you have a look? <laughs> <laughs> well that that yeah, that's more than a pinch me moment. That's a Jesus, I'm in agony, but I'm still gonna get through that's this. It. I'm not gonna not gonna let this moment slip. Um mm. Wow. I'd like I say, that what is, did bro- that
0: do bro- like for you as a band? What what hmm. you know, the day after? What what was the impact? as such of of that Um, exposure
1: well we had classic rock magazine wanted to interview me i um we were in rolling stone magazine Kerrang! Kerrang. enemy um social media went crazy
0: which i imagine some of those you know i i remember reading all of those sort of in the past that must have been a bit of a dream as well to to be featured in those Really, recognised publications as well. Oh, completely, I'm guessing.
3: completely. It's yeah. weird opening that magazine and seeing like your own face in it, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
3: Like, the, uh, like the actual Rowan Stone magazine, and there's like articles about you know the night and what happens.
0: Mm. Wow.
3: Yeah, it's a crazy thing,
1: isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Ollie. It opened a lot of doors. A lot of doors.
2: Holly, yeah. did did it did it make you think maybe I need to step up and be a front man now? to have this sort of moment.
3: <laughs> I mean, up until, like, the last tour, I was very happy just sitting in my little world behind my drum kit and singing from behind my drums and stuff. And it's only since, like, getting out front and doing, like, we play on The Pressure Live and Jay sits in on the drums and I go out front, it's only since I've got that where I walk up there and I'm like, oh, I can see why you like this. Like, <laughs> no. You're like some power. Do you want to, do you want to play some more songs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing is in some venues, it's the, it's like the most I can see the audience mm. because like the drums and just the chaos of being on stage, you, you can't always feel kind of the to and fro of the crowd. But when you get up there, it's like, oh, now I can see everyone like up close. And there is yeah. a certain element of power that I am getting quite used to. Well,
0: no, so you, watch just, your no, back no, Jay I'm, I'm, is what I'm he's terrible. saying just watch <laughs> I was just going to say
2: some of, the, some of the pictures that you guys post from your gigs I know Ollie I'm guessing you've either taken them or, or someone's behind you while you're at your drums and just that visual of kind of seeing it through your eyes as such is, yeah. is incredible like you say you can see the band you can see the crowd it's it's all in front of you so that must be uh, pretty epic
3: it's cool it's, it's the best scene in the house and mm. it's like Cliche that drummers say, you know, like being sat there. But you'll know that now. It's, it's one song, yeah. It's it's cool, <laughs> you know. It's a, obviously it's a physical thing, so it's not like I'm sat down having a nice relaxing. <laughs> it's, it's my balls off, but it's um, it is pretty. It's a cool
1: thing. It's a cool thing to see Yes,
3: young man from here. It's, a,
1: it's nice to sit down it's
3: for me <laughs> Ooh, nice. that's why you're doing the pressure goes oh nice rest right let's go on man well
0: you, you could always uh pretend that you've hurt your leg and get thrown like uh, <laughs> they've had for a while can't you
1: once you want to movie towel if you forgets if the movies towel i sit down and suddenly i go
2: oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Have I hit myself uh
1: yeah
3: i remember the first time you did it the first thing he said like the moments happened and i'm going back to my drum store and i'm like dude and he was like oh you could have moved your towel <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, sorry.
2: well we've, we've <laughs> i can just see a comment that i want to flash up to show you here is from yeah. um rachel uh orion who says uh seen this band five times now we absolutely adore him so um again
1: Rage. i think we know is that adorable? i think that's Google. yeah Nice. Yeah, we know, we know that we know that picture from a uh, social media.
2: Do, do you know what? There's there's a couple of things comments in here that make me laugh because it was a question I was going to say as well. Um, so Fuzzy Dunlop and Triple G comics, a couple of uh, comic fans here. So two of the very best gigs I ever went to was the Bootleg Beatles and Noasis, unbelievable tribute bands. I was going to say to you. I, me and Matt, like we, we were talking before we came live this evening, we see loads of bands listed and, you know, the 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 actual bands, I mean, we've seen some incredible bands, haven't we, in Norwich, Matt? Mm. Um, little old sleepy Norwich. and But then there will be lots of tribute acts that play in Norwich and they've always got a twist on the name. You've just gone for the UK Foo Fighters. Did you ever think about putting a funny twist on it or was you adamant, we don't want to be a joke, we want to be quite serious?
1: Um, I, I think I think I definitely didn't. I didn't really like the the spin or the cheese. Let's say around. Yeah, yeah. The, I felt like that takes something away from what you're doing. Yeah. But um, I understand why it happens. I understand that's the history of tribute. Um, how I came up with UK Foo Fighters was not like a really like well thought of this is this is a plan yeah um when that guy rang me up saying do you want to headline our festival and we weren't even a tribute band i was at an american classic car show and he, he rang me back and said well okay do you want to do it yeah okay we'll do it how many songs do we need to learn we only know five foo Fighters songs well you need at least 10 right okay we'll learn another <laughs> five what should we bill you as and literally that day in bedford um there was a tribute band on that evening um a beach boys tribute band and i had the flyer in my hand and they were called
2: uk, UK. beach boys
1: and i just said oh bill is the uk food finds. yeah i never really put any thought into it
2: mm. It works. I think it, it does work because mm. it doesn't need to kind of again. It instantly gets your attention. Even the kind of branding. I love the branding that you guys do. I think it's it's awesome. Um, and and you mentioned there g- going back to when you got that call about the set list and things like that. I mean, that's one of the things I'm going to see Arctic Monkeys next week. Are you going to Arctic Monkeys, Matt? Mm. Oh, I'll see right. you there. I saw um, the set list from last
3: night. Oh my God! <laughs> Say that again. I saw their set list from last night. Yeah. And what they opened with. I was like, I love a set. I write all our setlists, so I'm like a set list geek. So when a band yeah. does it, something
2: like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm quite obsessed it. now. When I go to a gig, is to find out what the set list is. Just to, I don't know. I like mm-hmm. to be a little bit prepared. And there's not, there's some. I like, like
0: to then make a Spotify playlist out on the set list. of not have seen. Yeah, yeah I that's nice. To
2: do that. that. Yeah, but. but I was going to say, with the Foo Fighters, because they've got such a, a, a library of songs, how do you pick? Is it purely? Are you? got uh, We did talk. Do about you know them,
0: them all? I yeah. guess is the yeah. question as well.
1: It's a long show, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we, must, we, must, we must be knocking on fifty plus. Yeah, 60. wow. Um, but we don't play them all together. We? <laughs> no, we have. A,
3: we probably have. A, I would say there's a core of probably twenty.
0: The hits, I guess,
3: you know, an album then has a new greatest hit on it. Like, Mm. run, I would say, is now like seven years old, yeah. And I think they'll probably play. I don't know if they've played on this tour actually, but it's I would class that as like a new greatest hit. Like, we would probably never play a show and not play that song. Um, and then for us, we probably get. Five or six songs out of 26, 27 songs where we can go, okay, what deep cuts do we want to play and what kind of how do we want to change it up night by night so that people are still obviously hearing the greatest hits, because that's what people are a lot of them, but then you're still appealing to the kind of the the proper diehards that are in that want to hear the songs that even the Foo Fighters haven't played for years or never even played at all. Um, Mm. so it, it is getting every album that comes out, it's like, oh, how are we going to not play
1: that song? It's like <laughs> yeah. the set just the yes. longer and longer. Now we're at two and a half hours with no breaks.
0: Wow, <laughs> this wow. Is incredible. In.
1: In. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does the, um, I take it you've seen the Food Fighters many, 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 many times now. Does your, is your show influenced by them in terms of performance as much as it is sort of the songs that they play as well?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: No, it is. It is, and it, you know, the best, personally, the best tribute to anyone I've ever seen is Ben Portsmouth, who's an Elvis impersonator. Is, my mum will, is the biggest Elvis fan, other than maybe you, on the planet. And my dad, if he's watching, Hi, Parents. Um, he is, it is scary how good he is. And you really feel like when you sat watching him that you are watching Elvis, and he does all the mm-hmm. eras. He does the young Elvis, and he's kind of, you know, quite young looking. And then he has the jumpsuit and the comeback special, and it's just mind blowing how good it is. Mm-hmm. And the the attention that he pays to the in between stuff and the outfits and how Elvis would play a song live in that certain era is definitely something that we do. Um, the era thing is a bit more difficult because obviously i know like dave has always just wearing a black shirt, wore a black shirt on stage pretty much yes <laughs> uh, you're costume. nailing
2: it you're nailing it
3: changes aren't don't really exist i, I like maybe <laughs> my best off at one point but that's that's about it we're not like the bootleg like beatles or a mm. tribute, which are constantly kind of going through areas of stuff but definitely like how the Foo fighters will play a song live we definitely get into that,
1: though. We will dissect live yeah. breakdowns. The instrumental and... sections, crowd involvement crowd sections. Um, I mean, literally, you know, we're, we're if you look at the last 27 years, I guess there's going to be a point where you could go, I don't know, Wembley Wembley gig or maybe another gig. There's going to be, like, an absolute pinnacle yeah. of, of them as a band. Yeah. With it. And
0: that's probably where we're at, you know, in terms yeah. of replication, let's say. Um, Do you, uh, I posed this question for, sorry, James, I posed this question to, before um, we we went live. But sort of visually, obviously, both of you very much looked apart part in, in, in terms of the members in the band. If they came out, you know, sort of next album, Dave's, Looking like me with a, a, a you know a bald head and you know would you adopt that look? Do you want to be authentic to the to the tea as such?
1: No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying no, as in if you're watching, Dave,
0: don't, don't, it. don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it because yeah. I ain't doing that.
2: <laughs> Amazing. I mean. No. You know, it's I, I was lucky enough. Matt, I can't remember if you went. We had Norwich Big Weekend here, BBC Big Weekend. Yeah, Um it was a few years ago now, it seems like a long time ago. Pre-kids, put yeah. it that way, so at least six years ago. And Foo yeah. fighters were headlining on the, the last night. And I I just I don't think any gig I ever go to will top that. And that wasn't even them playing the full set, it was them. I don't know, probably from about eight o'clock till eleven, something like that. But it was just, it was just incredible. And and like you, you guys said, you know, even the kind of solo parts. And I remember Taylor doing his drum solo, which you you just mesmerised by it. Obviously, we had the sad news with with Taylor last year, but I I saw him one of the, the in that documentary. I think it was Jay where you actually you had the honour of meeting. Taylor, didn't you, outside the recording studio in America?
1: Yeah, that was my super fan
2: mm. out. I mean, again, I'm sure the documentary probably, I don't know how much of it it kind of covered, but what was that moment like as well? Because you've obviously had the pleasure of playing on stage with the band, but actually meeting Taylor as well.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the meeting Taylor happened before the Brighton mm. event. Mm which was, we were just, we, I went on, on vacation over there and um, I, I just looked up, I was curious where I was in relation to to Studio 606. Mm. And when it was like 20 minutes away, I was like, 20 minutes in America is, is nothing.
0: Uh, to an American, that's, you know, the other side of the country, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, to, to, to a Brit, oh, that's down the road.
1: So it, 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 it didn't, it, it felt a bit weird really because I, I've never done that to anyone, as in, yeah, know, yeah, not like I've not tried to knock on the door of anyone famous, you know. Um, I've never had the desire to do that, but 20 minutes away from Studio 606, there's the stupid fanboy in me thought I might get inside, you know, and they might be yeah. around and go, Oh, it's Jay, yeah, come in, you know. Um, and the, the girl on reception, when I when I ran the buzzer, she said, oh, yeah, well, she, she, she was happy to tell me that they were there apart from Dave, but no, that I couldn't come in. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, I said, maybe it's a little bit different. I'm in this band called UK Foo Fighters, and we're a tribute band, and, and she went, oh, well, no one's said that before. Give me a minute. <laughs> wow. She obviously disappeared. Um, and came back and just went um, they've actually just finished Taylor's on his way out so that's how I'm, nice I met Taylor, um, we just had a brief chat um, I gave him a flyer and he commented on the flyer and yeah I mean literally he just they're all just down to earth guys you know, he was in his slightly beat up old truck. Um, yeah, naked to the waist, <laughs> you know, you know, sailor. You know?
2: Yeah, nice. Mind blowing
0: that is. Well, we've got another comment as well from a, a fan. No, wrong one. There we go. Um, Amy P won the best concert experience ever in the UK. Foo Fighters at Manchester Academy. Three amazing musicians and the nicest people ever.
2: Here we
1: go. Fun so, fact about Amy P. Yeah, let's tell her. Let's let's tell the world about Amy.
2: Exclusive. Okay. Let's get a banner coming <laughs> up. Exclusive. Exclusive. Which I,
3: I... <laughs> all public knowledge. Could everyone? This already happened. This yeah, yeah yeah, already yeah. Happened. yeah, yeah. Amy played with us at Manchester Academy last year.
2: Interesting, because I remember seeing when I was. I think I've seen that on something. I think I saw it as well. Yeah, where you, yeah. yeah but
3: it's Amy now, and it's not somebody else for that <laughs> I'm thinking it is Amy. It, probably, it most likely is. I know she's watching. Um, it was Academy Three, and she. And that we didn't do under pressure that night. That was before under pressure, but
1: that was. That was the first time anyone's got up on stage.
0: Yeah,
3: and
1: yeah. Younger, wasn't it? Yeah, we're People are now standing in the audience. Audience holding signs saying, please, can I play Monkey Wrench? Please, can I play this? And, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Amy's like, like Amy one of the big it. bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's yeah, incredible. Amy's
3: a, Amy's a dude. She crushed it. She's, she's yeah. good in for my job.
2: She, she's just confirmed, actually. She well,
0: when confirmed. when, uh, when uh, you become the front man, Ollie, you've got your drummer uh, as well now, haven't you? Yeah.
2: Amy,
1: She's better than know. that.
2: What, what just to kind of as as we kind of come to uh closing off the questions, but what is kind of the long term plan? Do you are are you involved in other bands as well? I mean, I've we recently spoke to a guy who's in three different bands as a drummer, um, but but I mean, that's him individually. Do you guys venture out and do side projects as well, or is it purely the food?
1: I don't because I don't have time. Mm. I mean it's
3: it's tough because oh, yeah. like yeah, there's like various side projects and original bands that I've, I've been in and I'm kind of always like wanting to start like I'm like, oh we should definitely like next in the next few weeks when we're less busy let's get let's get together and we'll do this and then all of a sudden it's like we have like it's just like blocks of shows that just mm. like all oh, that stops that momentum and then it kind of kills it off and then um but it's good, you know, like the the shows over the last couple of years since COVID, particularly, have been like quite refreshing and quite kind euphoric. of euphoric. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even though they've been like really kind of desperately sad since Taylor passed away, um, it's kind of taken on this new thing of being able to celebrate that mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, during the shows and kind of pay homage to not only him but like. <laughs> 28 years of that band existing before like the new phase which is going on now Um, It
2: it must almost emphasise the word tribute to some extent because it is now what certainly what you do Ollie, is a tribute to him
3: Yeah and I I definitely felt that kind of in the you know the very early weeks and even the day that he actually passed away we had a show Mm. that we we were playing and um, it kind of felt like this kind of weight at the start, just because I knew that there may have be been more eyes watching than hmm? kind of normal. Not that people didn't go to the food Fighters shows and watch Taylor, because he was such a, he was such like a, he was just like an enigma. The
0: presence. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So so it's you, like, oh, that's why I just adored watching him because he was just like hmm? this just ball of chaotic energy the whole show and he never once relented like first song to last song and yeah. that's kind of the toughest bit is the physicality of trying to you know play his drum parts really loud and mm. really fast for two and a half hours but I mean we love it yeah, and that's why you do it isn't it it's yeah. Uh,
0: I think you've sort of answered the question a little bit there but um, from just as a confession I've never seen a tribute band in, mm. in my life um for people like me that haven't experienced a tribute band, what what would you say is the place of tribute bands and, and what would someone like myself expect to sort of get from it? I guess is the question.
1: I think um, i I always say really that that it, it's a coming together of fans of a band that are there for the music you know. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, we have been realistic. It, it, it's a fraction of the price of seeing the Free fires, and it's on your doorstep because we're playing, you know, in sixty different places around the country. Um, and really, it's it's about that, you know, you, it's a night out, listening to your favourite music, um, and you know, we give a hundred and twenty percent every single show and we hope it's it's still humbling to to this day to get the feedback that we get because Mm. you know but it's really um it's just there's a sense of achievement because we're Mm. we're trying to give people a live Foo Fighters show experience Mm. and there's a lot of people who are in that room who've never seen the Foo Fighters live and yeah. They see it from us first and then they go and see the Foo Fighters because they're like,
2: yeah.
1: this was an awesome show. Now let's go see the Foo Fighters. So, I'm,
2: I'm not saying it's the same, Jay, but if you look at some kind of theatre productions and musicals and things like that, they're trying to put on a performance of something that, you know, might be a movie, might be, you know, there's loads of or or examples.
0: <clears throat> like Grease. Let's say, you know, there's so many different productions of Greece and you go to experience that thing, I guess, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: But this is just, you know, there's no, there's nothing's recorded. We're not playing to a click track. We are literally giving people a raw Foo Fighters show
0: Mm. with
1: instrumentals and sing-alongs. You know, we get the crowd singing from, like, the third song in and they are amazing. They You know they they give back as much as we give, and it's mm. a hell of a night. You know, really. I always say, actually, that once we get the crowd singing and we're stood, I, you know, I said I always say to them, now it's a boo fighters show, not because yeah. of us, because of you. You know, mm.
2: you all win it together as such. You're you're there playing the songs, but. Everyone's in it together as as yes. collective fans of the Foos, yeah. It is like isn't that.
1: We, a lot of the venue people that I speak to say, we, we, we've never seen a tribute act like this. Mm. And I say, well, thank you very much. But I said, the mm. reason they're saying that is because you've never seen a tribute act get the audience so engaged that the whole room goes crazy, you know?
2: Yeah. We, Which, again, Jay, is is exactly what Dave does, doesn't he? he has mm. the audience in the palm of his hands. If you if you've been to his gig, if you've ever watched a live gig, he literally has them in the palm of his hands. Throughout. He, he like, talks
0: to eighty thousand people as if there's only one of them. Uh, I think yeah. is the thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. And it, everyone one, feels one, part of that.
2: And at one point in time, he called up Jay and said, "I want to see what this motherfucker can do." And <laughs> you know, I mean, who does that? I mean, it's 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 mind blowing. So. Incredible. Have you got any more questions, Matt, on your list? Because I've got some some short, quick fire questions to you both. There's only three of them. Favorite ever Foo song, Holly? No, uh, these days.
3: <laughs> no,
2: it's not these
1: days.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking our answer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ever Foo Fighters
1: song
3: oh. to play or just in general?
2: No, just in general. Your your fan song. What what as a fan this is the one you love the most? Aurora. Did you just say Aurora? Aurora.
3: Yeah, as a fan, we don't play it yet.
2: Oh my god! It, <laughs> <laughs> in Norwich in November by each other. Um, Aurora is my favourite. So yeah, pa- I think it's a powerful, powerful song. Powerful. Uh, Jay, is yours Aurora? Sorry.
1: I feel like that's like the easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura, Come back. <laughs> No, my favorite song is a song by Queen called Under Pressure.
2: That's my second favorite. I love Under yeah, Pressure. Yeah, you
1: know what? I yeah, I don't think that's the, <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah, but.
0: Man, yeah, there's a foos connection in there, so yeah. it's all fine. It's all yeah,
1: fine. you know, it's because I get to sit down behind the drum kit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I,
1: there's. I could give you a lot of answers to that question because mm-hmm. there are a lot of different songs that mean different things. Yeah, to exactly. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give you one. When, I, when I'm when i away from home and I come home, I always think about the song home? called Home. Home. <laughs> I got that because of the home references. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave plays the piano on that tune. Look it up. Mm. Um, and. I used to play that
2: on the piano to my little girl when I got home. Lovely.
0: This really nice. Absolutely
1: not quick fire
3: by any stretch. Is
0: it? it's no, not. It's, it's not. Just saying, Highland my G. My new answer
3: is low. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've had a comment that Highland G's favorite is My Hero. Beautiful yeah. song.
2: Highland G, cool. who'll be coming on the uh, show in a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what's your favorite?
0: Everlong. Everlong. Um, Good answer. Uh, it, the color and the shape album was was one that i think hearing the first album was um it was it was great but i think it wasn't defining whereas then the color and shape came out it was amazing just took them to the whole new level
2: Mm. well that that was my next question actually so you've just answered that favorite album
3: there is nothing left to lose i think that will always be the case as well like i'm I don't know what it is about the album. I think it's the, like, knowing that there was it was just three of them at the time doing it, um, mm. and they were just in Dave's house in the mountains, kind of just chilling out, writing music. Um, I don't know why it is, because Wasting Light is probably the, like, my, what I would perceive to be their best album in terms of a, a full, like, full yeah. package, but yeah. I'll mm. look, there's nothing left to lose. And I think that's a lot of people like that album.
2: Matt, oh, you've just said yours. Sorry, Jay. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would be. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm drawn to the color and the shape because it's the first album that I heard. It's the one that got me into the Foo Fighters. But a bit like a bit like Oli, I mean, Wasting Light it was just incredible, and especially they did a they did a live stream from Studio Six Hundred Six when they released that album. Mm-hmm played every song from start to finish the whole album and if you watch that, even today, the, the power in that performance it's is, tight, it, yeah. it is incredible, you know mm. it's it's better than the album almost,
2: you know mm. um, so yeah Mine links kind of in a similar way to that because mine's actually although kind of I think, I think all of their albums, they're re- like you guys have all said, they're, they're so tough to kind of pick a favourite. But Sonic Highways, there was something about Sonic Highways for me because they done a documentary as well. Great series. Love that series. They went for every song. Yeah. And the, the, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of getting that kind of reference point to how they wrote every sort of, you know, Dave certainly wrote every song. And just the songs as well, like in general, I, I just, I find them amazing literally from start to finish love that album
1: yeah yeah no great album yeah it's something from nothing you get slept on that album and people don't like it but
3: I think it's great
2: yeah couldn't couldn't agree more um and last one from me is um the favorite venue you guys have played at
3: oh easy picture drum home first we played it last week it's it's just like forget the fact that there's a snooker table and I'm a big snooker fan in (laughs) the It's, it's, an hour, it's an hour away from where we live. It's always like 30 degrees when we turn up there. It's always cold out. And it's always just like from the second we walk on stage, it's just like this wall of noise. It's Amazing. Ready for it. And it's it's just like an awesome place to play. And all maybe apart from you, all the lads in the band will probably agree with me. I know Lou definitely will. <laughs> But you have—you probably have a different reason.
1: Yeah, it's um, Brighton. Why is that? Well, it's a place called Too. What and what happened there? Um, I, I performed with the food market. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> that's interesting that you chose that one, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, that is a very close second for me as well because it's an awesome place.
2: Mm, great. Yeah. Venue. Well, hopefully, come November when uh you guys are in norwich um it's um it, it it hopefully ranks up there in at least your top five that's what I'll, I'll hope for uh me and matt will uh certainly be uh coming along to providing
0: um, some of that wall of sound
2: yeah uh, for you yeah. Yeah. yeah well
1: it's going to be <laughs> to know that it could be matt's first tribute band show
0: yeah it yeah. will
2: be yeah
1: we'll other tribute bands until
3: October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll make yeah. sure
2: he doesn't. <laughs> I want I want his virginity to be taken by the UK Foo Fighters. That's a weird sentence to yeah. uh, throw out there, is it? But yeah,
1: you <laughs> backstage that's, that's an
0: interesting <laughs> night. <that's> yeah. <laughs> oh my
2: god! Um, before we get into the final segment of the show, which is the anniversary spread, I just want to say a huge thank you to you both for joining us this evening it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you mm-hmm. about kind of the history of your band and kind of what you guys have gone through. And it's just incredible. And I can't wait to uh, see you guys in it in, in towards the end of the year.
1: That's no, good to be good to be here. Thank you.
2: Well, the main thing is now because uh, a lot of our regular viewers will From be, um, and hopefully the new viewers will become new viewers. Um, they are all keen to see who prevails in this week's anniversary spread. That's right. And uh, the uh, dulcet tones of James T. Keegan there uh, with anniversary spread. So for those of you that don't know, because there's a lot of new uh, viewers and listeners this week, um, the anniversary spread is not a rip-off of Talk Sports. um, What do do they even call it, Matt? Birthday spread. Uh, Never even heard of it. But... The anniversary spread we celebrate movies games tv shows songs that have been released on this day over the years and it's up to you you guys you'll be up against matt this week so you can confer which is great for you um and it's an actual special this week because i've picked five songs that were released on this date the 30th of may from over the years so you guys will go first. The winner will be the one closest to zero. No one ever gets zero. Are you going to surprise us and get zero? That's what I want to know. Last week, just for the It was the quite
0: record. close last week, wasn't it?
2: Well, you say it was quite yeah. close. Um, it didn't end up being that close. But but it was close enough. But Matt did win last week. But for anyone that doesn't know, last series, Matt had a shocker. He lost loads. So Matt has no idea what songs are listed on my bit of paper in front of me. So. We always offer the guests to go first. The first song that was released on this date, but what was the year? Who knows? I know because it's written down, but You're Beautiful by James Blunt. What was the year? I don't know. <laughs> I love Ollie. I don't know. Well, no, I do. I
3: think I do
1: know. This. But Matt can hear the answer,
2: okay? No, no. He can hear what no, you he said sure Then guess. he's got to guess he a sure guess a year as well. I'm not going to say whether you're right or wrong. The week, yeah, it'll be I say
3: he has no idea. He might be like, okay, well, I know the decade. Rooks Don't do. ruin the spread.
2: Now, now the key the key is what you guys can do if you choose to is look yeah. in the comments because the viewers who are watching can also comment. So if you are watching. Wow, I'm, co-
3: I'm confident in my answer. No, okay. comments.
2: Matt can see the
0: comments. If I he can see know. the comments. But that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're right. It de- exactly, it doesn't mean they're right. As an example, last week, I'm sure it was last week, there was a, was it a game? There was let's a throw, game that was actually this year. And hmm. everyone guessed oh, no, the 90s ago, yeah. or whatever, and it was actually this year. So unless you actually know, it's not a... I've
1: got no yeah. idea, so I'm gonna go with my with my brother here. Do I say it now?
3: Do I just say it? What what year just are you guessing,
2: it, Ollie? 2003. Okay. Matt. Sure See, this.
0: Ollie's going to think I'm cheating now because I'm going to say 2004, but that's what was my <laughs> instinct for it. Nah, well, I've got it
3: now. Got
0: it. It's around it's a
2: then, round I it's think.
3: Then. Give okay. then. Yeah.
2: I can reveal that You're Beautiful. Anyone want to give a little um, rendition of You're Beautiful? No. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know
2: there's a word you're and beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, right. oh beautiful! beautiful. Um, it was released 2005. No! Oh. So. UK, this
3: as well. God damn
2: it. <laughs> UK Foo Fighters are two out. Matt, you're one out. So it's close. It's close. Don't worry. Like, there's UK still four to go.
3: Delivered that to you, that nice little easy. 2004.
2: Yeah. I go okay. first next though. So, let, yeah. let's... so you, get to, you get to judge on the next one. So the next yeah. one is the song Girls Like You released on this date by the way 30th of May by Maroon 5 <laughs> that's, that's, that's which clearly is. is not one of Matt's go-to tracks.
0: No I've never heard this song. For I'm the sure record,
2: of the uh, UK Foo Fighters, uh, Ollie and Jay are deep in communication. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna say 2015, 2015. And, that, and that is a complete guess because I have no okay. idea. Yeah.
2: Okay, so um, UK Foods, are you aware of the song? Yes. Uh,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: heard the band. Like, I can. This is. I tell you, it'd be great. This rip.
2: You just go, I know it. Um, We don't have a a phone-a-friend option, unfortunately, but uh, next time. Um,
0: But but we have had a request for a petition for you two to join Pointless. That would be (laughs) amazing.
2: amazing. I would love to see that. um, (laughs) We have just, just for the record, just to intervene, we have just seen um, one of our first ever guests on the show, which was like three years ago now, appear on Britain's Got Talent, which is... So... um, Stand up comedian Marcus Birdman, absolute legend. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want to be in pointless, you, you know, getting on this show means that it can only go up.
0: It's a stepping stone, yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> anyway, girls like you, Maroon Five, what are you guys going for? Matt's gone for 2015. No, because the last one was that,
3: it's not really the
0: same as that. But... Mm. Sorry. <laughs> You, you can through. say it out loud now because I've had my guess. It doesn't matter.
2: Fuzzy Dumb lops come for 08. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: So
2: are they still around? They are, yeah. Uh, I think they called the that, listeners. Yeah. They're they're deep oh, in it's, it's okay. deep said,
3: I That's my one guess. So you have you. Sorry.
1: What did Matt say? Two thousand and fifteen.
0: Which is a complete guess. I don't even know. The I think I'm going to go idea. 08,
1: 2008. Which is, which is the same. Which as is what,
0: yeah, Dunlop? Fuzzy Dunlop, guest 08 was in, oh, in the so comments. Yeah, we're we're
1: comments. not looking at
2: comments. Okay. I can reveal Girls Like You, sung by Maroon 5, which was uh, released in 2000. And there is an 8 in it. But it's eighteen. Oh no, guys!
3: I oh. uh,
0: I was going to say exactly the same thing. You were you were ten Clearly out. Yeah.
2: So you're up to plus twelve now. What's um, um Matt's up to plus four. So there's uh, eight in it. But that's fine. That's fine. Eight in it is fine. Everything I think could do. change? I
0: just your, your, what boys,
3: answer? Eighteen.
2: Oh yeah, but he was still closer. Yeah. So. We move back to you guys. You're going first on this one. The song Wiggle by Jason Derulo. That annoys me.
1: <laughs> Wiggle. I'm so fucking have no idea.
2: But don't worry, because I don't think Matt will know it either.
3: 1920.
0: <laughs> Is that your final <laughs> answer? I think that might be wrong.
2: We got (laughs) we got Phil's nerdy verse. Good fan of the show. Phil saying, "Do you want to know his guess?
0: Yeah, 2012. He's saying. No, he's changed his mind. Actually. Oh no, sorry.
2: 2011. He's saying. Hmm. I love how I'm going. I
1: don't know because I literally have no idea. All I know is that I feel like that's quite
3: last six years. Okay. I like I like the gut feeling there.
1: Yeah. Let's go.
3: 2020.
1: Would kind of that make Ooh, Could would he do
2: that to us? Goodbye. I wouldn't do anything. Hmm. What, 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 what I mean, Fuzzy Dunlop's come in. We've got
1: 2013. Yeah, he was he was way
0: out though on the last one. And <laughs>
1: don't, I think. Tr- don't I trust I him. I was way out. How old is Jason DeRue?
2: 75.
1: 75. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. How he likes to change his name a lot. He's got to be late 30s, isn't he? has been
0: around for a while. It's, oh, he's not. He's not. It, not
1: needs, it needs to be a good guess.
0: 2016.
1: Okay. I like it.
0: With confidence.
1: <laughs> 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 Help, Amy. Help. Amy. <clears throat> Google. 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 Okay. Send us the answer.
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, and it's slightly tactical. I'm gonna say 2018, but I, I have genuinely no idea.
2: So the same year, okay, okay, was the last.
0: One. No, yeah, so? well, same as the last one is yeah, yeah. 2018. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: So if it's right, you
0: can thank me.
2: So if it's, new, mm. if it's button, right, that I one? can reveal that "Wiggle," the big hit by Jason Derulo was released in 2000 and 14. So oh, wow. UK foods were only f- two out. So yes. you You're yeah. up to plus yeah. 14 now, Matt, you were four out. So you're up to plus eight. So there's six in it.
3: It's
2: okay. quite close. We mm-hmm. now yes. move back to Matt. This is a shocker. Wait for this one. You thought the last one was hard. We've got the song. It's, Everybody, uh, sorry, it's Everyday Bro by Jake Paul. Who knew he released a song? I
3: did not know that.
2: Do you know oh, Jake God. Paul uh, he's a
3: He's a YouTuber, right? He's, he's a YouTuber
2: come boxer come... Oh, uh, song. Awesome. He's, he's, he's a, a novel,
0: uh, yeah. Um, hi, hi, Jake Paul. Um know <laughs> you're watching, yeah. yeah um, I'm first, yeah, on this you're one. You're first,
2: yeah. He released a song. Who knew it?
0: Jack of all trades. He's not been around for that long, has he? I, I don't think. I don't
2: know. it mm. has been around a long time.
0: I am gonna say two thousand and
2: fifteen.
0: Okay. I think I might have been too far.
2: Back with that, okay. UK foods deep in discussion.
0: Do you want to know what Amy has said? Um, you you asked for Amy's help before, and she's had a guest. Do you want
2: to know what that is? What Amy has? Yeah, yeah. I can get it up on the uh, screen because I am uh, in control of this. There you
1: go.
2: Ooh. Oh. <laughs> We've all just to say we've also had. <laughs> there's a lot of Jake Paul fans. There's, if there's if a lot of, Twitter, of 20 Yeah, the Highland G though he does say sixteen. I said fifteen. Wrong. I like the fact that Phil Phil's nerdy verse says I so don't want this to be right because I hate this guy. So um yeah. <laughs> some
3: bad blood between
2: also this. This is yeah. one of my favorite comments 2000 and knobhead, love it. Yeah, cool girl, get in. If Amy's wrong, she's banned
3: from. Amy. No, <laughs> we, we
2: should put some to a prize if she's right. If she's right, yeah,
1: let's go with Amy yeah, I think we should go with Amy.
2: Okay, Amy's young, Amy's... Amy's young.
1: she'll know. Amy, she'll know is a kick-ass drummer. Nice. And we trust in her tonight.
2: In Amy, we trust. That should be the hashtag. Um, We trust. I can reveal that one of you two, it's very free, but two versus one, has had a direct hit on this one. But is it Amy's guess? The year was... 2017! 2017!
3: That (laughs)
2: always, yes, yes. Love Ollie. Was that us? I don't even know. Um, And and
0: there are now conditions that you have to let her play Bohemian Rhapsody now, and just um, (laughs) which is
2: which is Ollie's (laughs) one chance to shine. Oh god! Well. That, that does bring it very close. And, and it's actually in your favour, guys, because whoever is winning, and at this stage, Matt still is winning. There's four in it. So you guys are on plus 14. You stay where you were. Matt's now up to plus 10. So there's four in it. Five will win it. Five either side of whatever Matt guesses. Okay. Now, Matt, because he's winning, he has to go first. Yeah. Because then you'll know five either side of what Matt guesses will win you the game. So Matt, wow, the song. You know, it's always a, a funny one on the end. It's
0: an awful song.
2: Je- sorry, girls, just gotta have fun by Sophia Grace Brownlee. What?
1: <laughs> what? You mean Sandy Lauper?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Girls
1: <laughs> just gotta
2: it. have fun by Sophia Grace Brownlee. Matt? You've
0: just made that up. Made not, it was that. released
2: on this day. I can reveal more afterwards. I it's thought we had a great
3: chance of this. I thought we were like 80 does, songs, does that, 90 songs. Well, it's all modern music
2: where I'm not good at. Well, there was... I won't like. There is a lot of
0: modern stuff in this. Well, I, I, I agree, because normally we've got quite a variety.
2: Can I just tell you all? that on it this day, crazy. there were only five songs that were released on this particular date.
0: And it's these five, basically. These five. So you know, yeah. you get
2: what you're given. So never release
1: a song on this date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to go rogue with this, because I have no idea, and say 1999. Okay. And that, and that could ruin me, absolutely ruin me, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah,
3: that's...
2: So, for you be. guys to win it, you even yeah. need to go five less or five more than ninety nine. So it was either released. This is your guess. I'm guessing. Either well, based on 90, the fact that I'm in ninety four, or in two thousand and three, uh, two
0: thousand four. Do, do you want to know what Amy said as well? If, if, <laughs> if you're <banking laughs> yeah, she's, on her, um, probably googling wisdom.
2: to be fair. So let's not. Yeah,
0: well, go too on. late. Amy says 2013. Amy's really, we... I was, yeah. I was favouring
2: 2013 over
1: 1994. I said 2013 to you in that little you compound did. that we had. You did. thought we saw Amy's answer, which is probably Google. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there,
0: there is no fact <laughs> checking in this game, so no. you're fine.
1: I can, I can vouch for his honesty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Any, we, get, we lock it.
2: we lock it in? Let's lock it in. What
3: game? <laughs> Chris, we, oh, it's not who I really there. We've got
2: yeah. the answer now. Twenty thirteen.
3: Twenty thirteen.
2: I mean, you're you jumping right. well ahead of uh, what you need, which could ruin it for you. But hey, we'll go with it. It'll be
3: Amy's fault.
2: I
0: think I've ruined it for myself. If I'm honest,
2: I can reveal. That by some miraculous chance, I'm not saying Amy is uh, definitely Googled, but just Girls Just Got to Have Fun by Sophie Grace Brownlee, an internet sensation, was released in 2013. The winners yeah. of this week's show with plus 14 is the UK Foo Fighters. We should have some have got cheer <laughs> music, Matt. Have we got some, uh, something? Yeah, we've on? got a cheer. Yeah, mm-hmm. hang on, here we go. Let's just play. That with me. Take off, Yay. big cheer the crowd are going wild um yeah what well, guys what does it feel like to win the anniversary spread
1: rigged rigged
0: <laughs> rigged you, you can't, rigged. can't say next you won Don't, um... yeah well you, know, we had, we had
1: you, you put amy on the call
2: yeah you, well you called her out but then we uh pinged her up, so that's fine. Amy, well done to Amy um, with the power of Google. Um, amazing. amazing. Ozzy Dunlop. Uh, yep, yeah, sorry, rigged. rigged. Yeah. It was
3: rigged. We, we won and we're saying it was rigged. It was
1: rigged. <laughs> yeah. Amy
2: is well, the winner. We fully she
1: Send her all the free gifts, whatever
2: she you were going to us. Yeah. Amy, send us your address. We'll send you some stickers. We'll send you some merch. Yep. Um, we've got all that. We'll do that. Um, I've got one final question for you guys. Thank you for taking part, and thank you again for tonight. Last question. As a accomplished, amazing tribute band, if you was to put me and Matt, it can be in separate bands because we're very different looking, in a tribute band, what would it be?
3: Mm. You could replace one of the boys from Elvana because they're all bald and quite like nice guys. And...
2: <laughs> I've had to way was there. They're all bald and
3: but you look <laughs> <you laughs> like bass guy from Elvana, yeah. who's a friend of ours. And you, you could easily just if you like if Elvana needed a deck one day he could play any of the instruments and no one would know
1: that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, it's,
2: it's all exactly old, man. man. <laughs> I, I always said Matt could be um, the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. Yes.
0: Mm. Billy, Billy, Billy Corgan. Yeah. You got Billy or, Corgan. Um, yeah. Phil Collins. Oh, Phil oh, Collins, yeah. <laughs> You're
3: just getting stereotyped as any kind of bald Any bald guy. guy. All circle. look the same. All look the yeah.
0: same. It'll yeah. be Ben from Biffy Clyro, the drummer
3: from Biffy Clyro. There you go. Let's go with that. That's a cool one. it be the drummer in Biffy Clyro. Um, I'll that. James. James though, so. who's a Manchester United goalkeeper,
2: but you won't know who that is.
0: Thank well, you. I'm a Man United fan, so I love he's that. He's a Man United fan, so you know mate, Matey's evening.
2: Oh, no, but actually, in a band, have you got? I'm quite a good singer as well, just for the record.
1: Yeah, I think you've got an era of Blur, Oasis, sort of era. Yeah, I sort of. He could
3: be Damon, Damon Albarn.
2: I like that. Nice. I like yes. that. Thank you. <laughs> Good, good answer. I'm, I'm gonna take that we, to the
3: grave. you singer Blur. Sorry, Damon, you're out of a job.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> love Blur as well. Um,
3: and yes, that's a very good shout. You just yeah, need a big, yeah. massive ear hole thingies.
0: Just for listeners, uh, Google Girl has said uh, Dave from Disturbed.
2: From yeah, me.
3: that guy's got an incredible voice.
2: Shame, Matt. That's a shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Or um, for James, uh, Rick Witter from Shed Seven. I can see yeah. that as well. Yeah. Right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, any kind of like 90s. No.
2: Big pop. I'm just
3: fully stereotyped, aren't we based on what we're yeah. really nice? Well, thing, that's, really. that was the question. It was.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's it. Much appreciated. Well, listen, guys. As I've said a million and one times, absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you. We have gone over our usual amount of time, so really appreciate you um, spending the evening with us chatting. Um, where can our viewers and listeners find you on social media, your website? Where can they go and listen to your sh- your, your stuff and and obviously see you?
1: At UK Foo Fighters on all channels, including TikTok. Yes, rapidly. Um, <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It is here because of all my posting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, social media UK Food Fighters, UK. Come see us at Shepherd's Bush
3: Empire in one day, one month today, 30th of June. Shepherd's yeah.
1: Bush
3: Empire, it's yeah. Be Incredible. So and sure.
2: and on on the website has got all the different locations and where to get tickets and so forth so do go and check out um where that that is and all the videos that we've mentioned as well so um make sure you go go and follow them go and check these guys out they are incredible um it's been an absolute pleasure of mine and Matt's to have you guys on um stick around after we played the outro we'll say goodbye to you separately as well um but for now um thank you so much thank you you are
3: welcome mm.
2: Um, And uh, we will see all the viewers and hopefully we've gained some new ones as well next week. Um, But for now, goodbye.
0: Hope
3: you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favourite service. Past and future episodes can be found on all major streaming platforms, including Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify and YouTube. You can also contact James
1: and Matt via Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. They will return in the next This Week in Metropolis.